Hey, welcome back everybody to Team Licious Podcast. I'm so grateful that you're tuning back in. If you are a first timer here, welcome. I am so excited to help you with your small business, teaching you um, different tactics for simplifying your marketing strategies, learning how to get clients to not only come in through your doors, but also to come back without having to chase them down with promos and sales and learning some of the things that are tried and true in building a successful business, whether that's a six-figure business, a seven-figure business, whatever that success story may look like to you, I'm here to teach you how to turn your side hustle into your dream company. So some of the topics that we cover are going to be branding, marketing, networking, and networking is going to be the really big one that we're covering right now. Right now, we are in October, mid-October, which means we are approaching the holiday season. This is the time of year where even if you are a major introvert, shy, or a workaholic like myself, if you stay home a lot or you just at work with your kids, your family, whatever the case may be, I can understand how most of the year you may not get a lot of person-to-person interaction outside of your you know, um, professional realm, or maybe you're just starting your business and you rarely ever even get um, to connect with your potential clients. So I can see how it can be intimidating to walk into this season where you're going to be around tons of people. Some people might know what you do. Some people might not. And at the end of the day, you're like trying to just find a way to get your business in front of people without coming off super salesy, you know, attending a holiday party, like a costume party for Halloween or Thanksgiving, what do they call them? Um, Friendsgiving or whatever. And wanting to get more clients, wanting to get more customers, but without coming off really salesy, without coming off like, okay, we get it. You sell t-shirts. Like, come on, we're trying to hang out here. We're not trying to talk about work. And I get that. Or maybe it's the time of year where there's a lot of conferences or um, events that you're attending in the professional side of your business. And you know that these are good opportunities for you and you're signing up for them. Your friend's like, come on, come with me to this event. Come with me to this. Um, You'll meet so many people, but you might be the kind of person who struggles with connecting in not only um, online, but also in person. And that's okay. Just because you're shy, just because you're more reserved does not mean that you cannot build connections that last a lifetime that will develop into referral programs or develop into maybe business partners, something along the lines that will grow your business. We are not just business people, guys. We are people, humans that are in business, that have a small business. So you got to kind of remember that all of us are different as humans. And so our business structure, our marketing strategies are all going to be very different. But at the end of the day, real talk, going to events where there will be lots of new people or even people that you already know that you don't talk to very much is always going to be a great opportunity to potentially be able to grow your business. And The emphasis on this episode here is learning how to make it less scary, how to um, approach these type of gatherings and these type of conferences, seminars in a way that's very strategic. Because when you're attending these, like I mentioned, being being exposed to all new faces and potential customers, potential clients, or potential referral partners, um, it sounds great in theory. It's like, yeah, cool. There'd be tons of business owners. There'll be tons of this there. But How do you break through like that barrier of, well, 
I want to talk to them and I want to get my business growing, but I don't want them to think that I'm just this cheesy, money-hungry person. So in this episode, I'm going to basically walk you through how to approach networking and networking events, conferences, seminars, all of the things that we mentioned in the last episode. If you haven't checked out our last episodes, um, my friend Fanny and I go in detail about why it's super important. So why you should attend these type of events, why you should step outside your comfort zone and what are some of the ways you can do that in a really affordable way. If you haven't checked that one out, make sure you do. But now we're talking about more of the how. Like, how do I approach this stuff? I never put myself out there or I I have a hard time uh, with icebreakers and stuff like that. So in this episode, I'm going to be covering some of my biggest tips when it comes to networking and how I've been able to build my company from the ground up. All four of the, my current companies that I hold that are all six-figure earning companies, how I built them mostly with just word of mouth and, and referral partners connections. Uh, for the longest time, I had little to no social media following. I'd never showed my face on camera. And um, the reality was I I really struggled with social media. So most of my business has been built by doing exactly what we're going to talk about today. So I'm going to give you some of my advice. I'm going to talk about how to prepare for these events. You might think that it's as simple as buying a ticket and showing up. And to be honest, that's half the battle, but there is a whole pre-event uh, kind of preparation that I recommend. It's None of this is really extensive, guys, but it's really um, important to go into these things with a plan. If your goal is to make more business or make more connections that will lead to more business or to meet people to get more exposure, whatever your goal is, you need to have a plan because it's not just going to happen. You're not just going to show up to these and people are just going to magically come to you. You need to have more or less um, a strategy. We're also going to cover some of my tried and true icebreakers. So what are, you know, like if you don't like small talk, which I don't either, um, I'm going to teach you how to connect with people without doing the old. I, I, I seen so many people do like, so this weather, right? And don't get me wrong. That's not bad. If you're one of those people and you can like transition from, Hey, how's the weather or um, something like that right into, Oh, by the way, I sell this product. Like, would you be interested? Then go, go you, you know, congrats to you. But this episode is for people who struggle with small talk, people who don't like to waste time and get nervous to, t- to make that transition from small talk to, you know, getting right to the chase. So I'm going to give you some of my tips and like give you some space in order to make sure you set aside um, your, you know, your top three ways that you're going to connect with people. We're also going to um, go over some of the type of people you might want to network with and um, my little strategy for how I meet the right people at the right times. And some of the stuff that you, so those are the kind of during the conference and during the seminar stuff. And we're also going to talk about some of the ways that I feel um, you should go forth after the conference because there's obviously there's a before, during, and after. There's there's three time frames um, that are coming into play when you are attending one of these events because it's it's pointless to just go into it with a great attitude and have a great time while you're there, but then the afterwards, the follow up, the implementation doesn't exist. There's three. There's one one specific way that I make sure to not only make the most of it during and just have fun, but to actually get results and make sure that um, all my energy and my time wasn't just to having fun. Don't get me wrong. 
There's always time and place for fun and business. But at the end of the day, we should all be approaching these conferences, seminars, networking events as um, an investment, which means you need to get a return right? It's not just an investment of your time and say, oh, cool, I had some fun. Sure, you can meet some people and have very casual conversations. And at the end of the day, you know, maybe they'll, they'll remember you three years from now. And that's still great, you know, but um, there's a way to put some fire, some gasoline, I'm sorry, on that fire of, you know, growing the relationships you build and the things that you learn at these conferences quicker. So I'm going to show you how I do that. And um, just a, a few more um pillars of what I do. What are some of my secret sauce things that I do? And that's at the end of this episode. So if you want to follow along step-by-step, step, I have a free download for you there uh, in the show notes below. There's a link to a page that is going to um, give you a, a visual guide for you to follow along. This is called my conference game plan. This is something that I have been doing since the dawn of time of being a business owner. I use this for every, this strategy, this, um, you could call it a framework. I use this exact thing for every single event that I attend, whether it's a free event, a paid event, a one day event, a three day event, it doesn't matter. I use this. I've even used this, um, pretty much this strategy, in a six month coaching program that I did a couple years back. And it proved to be so beneficial financially for me that I can't even explain it. I was able to uh, build relationships and put things into place so that I could reap the benefits even years later. So I really, really hope that you guys are able to click the link and download that. So that way you can have this framework that you can repeat over and over and time again, because you may not remember that the podcast is where you got all this information. So you might want to download that and save it to your computer, print it out. If you want, take it to your next event. So let's get started. All right. So some of the, my, my biggest things that I like to translate from people to people when they're asking me, is it even worth it? Like we mentioned in the last episode, is it even worth it to go to these events? I basically tell them that, yes, um, I understand because the reservations typically are, I don't have time for that, or I don't care about making friends or a big one is just, they're really expensive. And you're right. They can be, they're really expensive in the, t in the, um, with regards to your money, as well as your time, you're investing a lot of time in these by, you know, booking a, a flight uh, or airfare, or maybe um, paying for transportation in another way, train, Uber, whatever you're booking your hotel or your Airbnb. If you go with a few other people, there's a lot involved. Now you've got food, right? Cause you're not at home. So you're not necessarily cooking your meals. You're eating out every meal, probably more than likely there's going to be some social gatherings before and after. So I understand that it's quite the investment of both time and money. I understand that that can be a major um, turnoff for you as somebody who's wondering if it's, it's worth it. But at the end of the day, if you, if you execute your time at these events strategically and intentionally, you will get a return tenfold on your money and your time. It, trust me, there's a reason why you see me traveling all over the country to constantly be as, as many events as possible, whether I'm a sponsor, a speaker, or um, an exhibitor, or maybe just an attendee. There's, you know, I, I'm not always a sponsor at all these conferences, but I try to, um, if it's in the budget, I, I definitely will sponsor them. But at the end of the day, I at least attend them. And so, <clears throat> some of the things that I want you to remember is that 
you know, people will tell you that, oh my God, attending LashCon or attending IBS, attending the women's empowerment event was a game changer, right? People will say that and you might think, oh my God, I got to go. But if you go and you just kind of like are floating around um, aimlessly, you are not going to get the same results as that person. What that person probably isn't telling you is that they did certain things that um, gave them that amazing return. So you've got to have a game plan. And that's what I'm going to show you what mine is today. And remember that it is your responsibility to get your money's worth. I so many times in the forums, I'll look up like, oh, what someone I'll go on Facebook and type in like, um, you know, a certain name of a conference or a seminar and to see what the feedback is. And you get mixed reviews, but predominantly when I see the bad ones, we're like, oh, it's a waste of time. Oh, they're, they're this, they're that, um, you know, it wasn't inclusive enough or it was too expensive or the timing was bad, like whatever negativity they have to say. Um, I'll usually comment below and be like, oh, is like, you know, I'm sorry you had that experience. Mind you, these are not my conferences. These are just like random ones that I'm interested in. I ask them, well, is there anything good that you got from it? And typically they'll say, you know what? I didn't even stay the whole time, so I can't give anything. It was such a waste of my time. Or uh, to be honest, not really. I popped into some of the classes, but they looked really boring. The gist of it is they, or, or no one talked to me. I you know, I was in the corner all by myself. Nobody reached out to me. It was super lame, stuff like that. The point is it, I get the, I get the gist that they really didn't put forth their best effort to, to get as much value as they could. They half-assed it. And so my first thought is like, okay, if that was your reasoning for thinking that it wasn't worth your money, the reasoning being that you didn't actually even try to make it worth your money. You just kind of showed up and thought that everything, all the value would just come to you. I don't listen to their review because it is your responsibility to get your worth. Yes, it is, you know, the people throwing it's responsibility to make, to, to add the value, but it's your responsibility to take it. If you go to church every single Sunday, but you don't actually listen to what they're saying and try to apply it to your life and take the steps towards, um, you know, uh, making changes or, you know, meet with people and ask questions and get to know anyone. Like if you don't go forth and do all those things, study your Bible, you are not going to get, you're not going to change as a person. If you're just showing up and walking around, right. If you're on your phone the whole time. You are not going to change as a person. You're not going to get closer with your faith. So kind of think about it like that. Um, if you go to the gym, you sign up for a gym membership and you get a physical trainer, you meet with your physical trainer, you half-ass it, and then um, they say to come X amount of times a week, but you, you know, kind of dick around. Maybe you go, you're just on your phone, you're going on the treadmill, you're not going very fast, things like that. You're not going to get results. And that's not your trainer's fault. That's not the gym's fault. You have other people who are going to the same gym with the same trainer getting phenomenal results. So that's a big thing that I, I want to say. And then also stay open-minded because you can learn from anyone. This is huge, you guys. There's this really common saying going around that like, I wouldn't take advice from anybody that I wouldn't trade shoes with. And I get that. I understand where that comes from. Um, And I, I've even said it myself, but after really thinking about it and putting a lot of thought into it, I realized that some of the most valuable um, life lessons that I've ever learned were actually from people who I would not in a million years change shoes with. You know, I have some really um, amazing idols, mentors, um, people who I get inspiration from and motivation from that. I look at their life and think, Ooh, I don't want to, because sometimes because of what they've been through, the amount of wisdom that they have is invaluable. 
So I would definitely keep that in mind. You can learn from anyone, no, no matter if they're beginner or advanced or what. And the main thing I want you to remember through all of this is to make sure to be yourself. If you want to connect with people and grow your business, you want to connect with people who align with you for who you are. Um, a big mistake I made is like paying attention to, you know, listening to how much people claim that they make financially, paying attention, you know, really kind of sizing myself up as far as like how many followers I have and justifying why I should ignore red flags about certain people who turned out to be not who they said they were. Um, and a lot of that had to do with the fact that I was ignoring my gut feelings. I was not being my true self. My true self would have called them out on their bullshit, but because I so desperately wanted to make friends and I wanted to fit in, I wanted to make connections. I ignored so many things about myself and I hid those things so that I could connect with these people that, and it's the biggest mistake you can make. You want to make sure you're connecting with people who align with you. And don't be worried about making friends with the most famous person, the most richest person, or the most popular. Make sure that you are looking for, that you are following the system in a way that fits you internally so that you're making authentic and genuine connections. You do not need to be friends with everybody, but you need to get your investment. So those are some of my biggest um, tips. And I hope that um, those gave you, you know, some inspiration to know that you can gain a lot from these um, type of networking events, regardless of where you are in your journey, regardless of how you dress, where you're from. Okay. Um, the next thing is your pre-event brainstorming. Remember I mentioned that um, you guys should be doing some legwork beforehand. You definitely should. Yes, you need to book your stay. Yes, you need to, um, you know, get your travel. But make sure that you go into it knowing what your your desired outcome is. Go through and uh, follow along in the book, the workbook that's linked below, and um, make sure to jot down some of your personal strengths and your professional strengths, meaning like what, what value could you bring to people on a personal level? Are you really friendly? Are you really, um, what else? Are you really good with social media? Are you like cool with face to camera? These are some of the things that you bring as a personal level. And as a, on the professional side of things, some of your strengths might be, um, you know, I'm a really hard worker. I am willing to travel, I am willing to do things outside my comfort zone. And some of your struggles might be that as a person, um, I struggle with, you know, anxiety. I struggle with confidence level. I put, fill this out to what some of the things that your strengths are and some of your struggles are both personally and professionally. This will come into play a little bit later, but this really helps right now because you want to figure out what your desired outcome is. If you're already a rock star on social media, then you probably don't really need to connect with people who are also going to help you grow your social media because you've already got that down packed. But if something you struggle with maybe is that you, you know, a lot of people are asking you to teach classes and yet you just feel insecure about that because you have the imposter syndrome and you have these limiting beliefs that tell you that, you know, you're not ready for that, then maybe your desired outcome is to gain confidence, um, to start your own teaching, you know, courses, or to develop a product line or whatever it is, if that's your desired outcome, then figure out, um, you know, know that that's what I want. I want to connect with people who are going to feed into me or give me tips and tricks or people who have the knowledge that I seek whenever it comes to whatever specific thing you want, because there is something you want. Maybe it's just, you know, uh, getting more workers in your salon. Maybe you want to, um, get more staff working under you. Maybe you don't, maybe you're not in the 
in the lash industry, maybe you're in, uh, maybe you own a, a restaurant and you want to bring in more staff, but you keep bringing in people that don't last very long. Your, your, um, what is that called? Your turnover rate is really high. People come and go. If that's something that you're looking to, to expand on and you want to get reliable employees, then maybe you need to see your overall outcome is that you are, you need to learn how to hire better. You need to learn how to vet your, your potential employees better. So by knowing that this is what you want to accomplish here, then you're going to make sure that, you know, you have this clear vision. You've got, um, a plan so that you're going to pers- purposely connect with people who seem like they've achieved that very thing, right? Or somebody who tried it and, and quote failed and now has advice that they can give you as well. But you need to know what you're going into it for. So jot some things down there. Um, and it, once you figure that out and you know who you're trying to connect with, um, then this is when more or less, you know what, I'm sorry, you know what you're trying to accomplish and you start kind of paying attention and you start reading the room and looking at people, you can kind of be like, okay, um, that's somebody that I would be interested in talking to. Let's see, or, uh, let's see what they're about. But you're like, how do I just, do I just walk up to that person and say, hi, my name is blah, blah, blah. Right. Well, one of the things that I recommend is to have a set elevator pitch. If you've never heard the term elevator pitch, it's basically a really quick one-liner that tells people everything that they need to know about you basically in one sentence. Obviously there's a lot, there's layers to you, right? But um, having an elevator pitch is going to look something like this. I'll, I'll use myself for example. I'll actually do a couple of different ones depending on like what's going to be more applicable for you. But okay, so I'll do mine. Hey, I'm Ashley. I'm a business coach. I focus on educating minority entrepreneurs on how to build and grow and scale on my podcast. Here, let me show you my most recent episode. So something like that is going to be very straight to the point. This is who I am. This is what I'm passionate about. And then um, let me get, do, let me say one last sentence that's more engaging. So I'm not just kind of saying like, Hey, I'm Ashley and I do lashes and teach classes. And then it's just kind of like crickets, right? So it's a quick one liner followed up by something that's more engaging. You, it could be more than one thing. In this case, my call to action was here. Let me show you my most recent po- episode, but it could be a question. It could be a compliment. There's so many things that um, you can do to keep the conversation going. And that's the main thing. You want to keep it open-ended. That way um, it doesn't feel like you're just like talking all about yourself. It's like, oh, hey, this is a little something about me. Now let's um, get you involved. So that's something that I would say. I'm a business coach. You know, this is what I do. And this is where I am. This is where you can find me. So the call to action is to check out my podcast. Now, let's say you are a lash artist who just loves doing like really dramatic and intricate mapping. And um, you want to be seen at this event wherever you are. Maybe your goal is to get more um, clients than something. And this is like key point. I'm just going to add this in there really fast. You can be whoever you want to be when you are attending these conferences, seminars, networking events, guys. You do not have to be the person that in your brain you have convinced yourself you are. Like the narrative of I'm only a a new lash artist and I can't categorize myself as an expert at this or I can't categorize myself as a wispy lash artist or 
you know, maybe you are trying to be a trainer and you've only taught one person and you're like, well, I'm not a trainer. I'm a lash artist. No, this is why on the last page, it was so important that of your workbook, it's so important that you um, clarified what is your desired outcome. If your desired outcome is to get students, then you need to be seen as a trainer. If you are, a, if you are trying to start coaching people, you need to let people know that you're a business coach. If you, um, whatever it is that you want to be seen as, if you're just starting out making, um, food plates from your house, but you want people to know that you're, um, that's what you do. You make these special, special desserts or whatever it is that you are. If you're a cookie artist, like my sister-in-law, and you want people to know that you do bridal, like pastel bridal and baby shower sets, like you need to know that in advance so that when you meet people, you're not just kind of being loosey goosey and saying you're down for whatever you want to be known for a certain thing. So you get to kind of reinvent yourself. I mean, obviously you don't want to lie and say you are something that you're not, but if that's something that you're working towards, then you need to know it because you need to live it. Okay. So now let's go in. Um, the next one would be like, if you're a wispy lash artist, hi, uh, hi, you can say your name if you want, but you don't have to. That's why I'm doing a different version. In my version, I said my name, I'm Ashley, but in your thing, you may not even care to give your name. You might already have a name badge on or something. And you might say, Hey, I'm hi, I'm a wispy lash artist and creating my clients, recreating my, my client's favorite strip lashes is so fun for me. I would love to design a custom set for you. Just that. So there's no, there, you know, I just letting them know, like the call to action here is let me know if you would like that or not. Obviously you can ask a question and you can say, would you be interested? But that can seem very salesy to just say, I'd love to design a custom set for you. They might, it might open the door for them to say, oh my God, like what kind of set would you make for me? Or, um, how do you do that? Or how long have you been doing lashes? And this just opens up the conversation. So the whole point of your elevator pitch is to not just introduce yourself and, you know, close the door. It's to introduce yourself and create an environment where that person knows that you're open and warm and you want to connect and you want to dive deeper into um, building that relationship with them. So that, that last part there, that call to action is so important. As you can see, there's different ways to go about it. You can say, Hey, let me show you something or, Hey, I, you know, this is what I would like to do for you. And then, um, another example that I could use would be for somebody who maybe is trying to open up a barbecue spot, a Cajun barbecue spot. But, um, at the time, at this point, they're just kind of traveling around, maybe doing pop-ups or they've got a food truck or something like that, or they just attend, um, they just kind of are on different corners in the community, trying to find a place in different parking lots, someone who's kind of building you might say, nice to meet you. I'm so-and-so and I create unique blends of Cajun and barbecue plates. It's currently traveling all through LA County. Have you ever tried this type of food? Have you ever tried something like that? And that alone will be, they'll be like, oh my God, Cajun and barbecue. That sounds incredible. Why have I never thought of that? And they might say yes. They might say no. Oh my God, no, but I've had this and it sounds really good. Where are you look like where in LA I'll be in LA next, you know, next month or something like that. And how can I find you? How can I know where you're going to be? And this just opens the door for you to be like, oh, well, here's my phone number or here's my social media. And the same thing with the wispy lash artist. When you say, I'd love to create a custom design for you, they're probably going to be like, oh, let me see some of your work. Oh, this is what I like. Or, um, I already get lashes done, but I know somebody who might be interested. You see what I'm saying? 
all of these. Um, and then when I'm talking about myself and I say, here, let me show you my re most recent episode. Um, it just kind of gets the conversation going and, and, and it's going to lead them to my podcast where they're going to see all the different topics I cover. And more than likely they're going to pick one or two when they go home to listen to that pertain to them. And when they see how much value I bring, potentially either they might sign up for my coaching program or they might just become a loyal listener and share it. The point is that by ending that elevator pitch with something that they is like they can respond to or inquire about and something that will open the door for um, more connections is so important. So um, if you're not following it along on the workbook, you haven't downloaded it yet, highly recommend you do it right now. Pause this episode and download that. It's only going to take you like a minute or two. Um, but if those are, you know, if those are a little scary or you've already introduced yourself maybe, and you're just trying to keep it going, maybe you introduce yourself to an entire group of people and, um, you're like, okay, now I want to talk to this specific person. Like, all right, I'm not going to reintroduce myself and use my elevator pitch. They already heard me say that 10 minutes ago. In this case, you want to approach them with something a little bit lighter. And, um, there's a couple of combos that I've come up with that I use on a regular basis. F true fun fact, my actually my my now 10 year old, when she was in like preschool, and we'd go to like play. Um, so I didn't work for a long time. I was a stay at home mom. So I would take her to the park all the time, you know, kind of mommy and me stuff, a bunch of moms stay at home moms would be there. And we had like regulars. Well, what's so hilarious is that um, I, um, one time was paying attention to my daughter. She was so good at making friends. She still is till this day. She's such a freaking amazing rock star, uh, when it comes to being friendly and social, but, um, she would walk up to a random kid and this was like her go-to. This was her straight up MO. She would walk up to a kid and, um, Hey, I like your shoes or I like your jacket or she would always compliment them. And, um, I, I want to say that she must have been kind of, um, you know, copying what her mom had been doing because that's the first one. The first thing that I recommend you do when you're trying to directly talk to somebody who maybe you've already met once or twice, but you're really trying to develop a relationship with them because maybe the few times you've saw them, it was like in a group and you really want to create a personal relationship. One of the main combos that I suggest is a compliment and a question. So again, ending it with something that ends open-minded, right? Open-ended, I'm sorry. Just saying a compliment to somebody, which I see people do a lot, is like maybe with four-year-olds that works and the kids will be like, okay, cool, let's go play. But in real life as an adult, that's not always the case. So a compliment to open it up because, you know, that's just very like anyone could give you a compliment and it's not weird. And then a question after that, that pertains to that. Not like, Hey, I love your blouse. Um, where are you from? That's weird. Okay. Let's be honest. That's kind of weird. Like what, that, where, where'd you get to that? Well, how'd you jump to that? So I mean like, Oh my goodness, excuse me, but your nails are so pretty. Did you get those done here? Are you like, and you're like, Oh no, I'm actually from Montana and I get them done there. And I'm like, Oh my God, you know, I wish somebody locally, excuse me, um, did nails like that. I would love that, you know, because X, Y, or Z, whatever. I love how long they are or how short they are or how sparkly are, whatever it is. And that's going to really get the conversation going. Oh, when you get them done, like ask open-ended questions. When you get them done, what exactly are you asking for? Maybe I can ask my girl. And then, um, slowly as the conversation 
um, goes, you know, you might get to know a little bit more about them that you can relate to. They're like, oh yeah, I really like the short length too, because I, um, do hair and it gets in my way or, you know, hair gets caught in between my nails. Oh, you do hair. I do nail, I do lashes or, you know, you can go along the lines and just kind of constantly asking open-ended questions to get them talking. When people feel like you care about what they have to say, they automatically are going to have more of an inclination to want to continue connecting with you. And then the other uh, formula that I use a lot is um, share like a shared interest and then leaning into curiosity. So basically showing interest in what they're doing, what they're wearing, what they're talking about, and then um, really digging in a little deeper and showing how curious you are, basically giving them the sign that you want to know more like, Oh my God, you know, this is unique or this is, you know, something that I want um, to know more about because by just saying like, Oh yeah, I love Pokemon too. Um, that's kind of just like, okay, cool. Thumbs up, bro. But if you're like, Oh my God, I love Pokemon too. And, um, I've never seen that one or I've never seen that episode or something like that. You'd be like, Oh, well, I got it from this store or I, I know, same. I just heard about this one. I don't know how we got on the topic of Pokemon, you guys. I think I'm thinking about my nephew right now. But the point is um, showing that you're interested in what they're interested in as well and then showing that you have curiosity and you'd like to know more about what they know. So if you're at a trade show or a networking event or like a market, like a pop-up shop market and there's a bunch of bunch of booths everywhere and there's like a specific person that you're like oh my god I want to connect with that person they seem really nice look how friendly they are to all the exhibitors or whatever the perfect thing to do would be to go up to the booth that they're at right you don't want to interrupt them while they're checking out you know artifacts and you know learning more about crystals but if they're at their booth where you know this person's selling sage bundles and crystals you might um, instead of just interrupting them talking with that vendor you might just walk up to them and be like hey or just like compliment it. Oh my God, that one is so pretty. What is that one? Do you know what that means? And then they might be like, oh my God, yeah, I was just asking and it's actually blah, 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 blah. And you might go, oh my God, like I, I need that in my life. Like, you know, they're going to say, yeah, me too. And there's, then you can go into your thing. Well, oh, by the way, my name's Ashley and I'm a business coach who helps minorities with their small businesses. Um, are, are you a small business or are you just here to, to shop? Like, you can easily turn that shared interest and curiosity into um, basically leading into your elevator pitch. Once it, you start to feel the conversation maybe like coming to an end, you'll be, oh, by the way, you know, this is who I am and this is why I'm here. So those are some of my tried and true um, ways to kind of break the ice and to kind of vet people and see like, um, who do I want to connect with and how can I get in front of them? Uh, the next thing, once you've kind of established these things, you've got your elevator pitch down, you've got like three or four um, tried and true um, compliment question combos or just icebreakers in general, you can drop them down in the space in the, in the workbook, by the way, I left some space there for that. Um, but once you have that done, then you want to figure out who is it that I need or I want, I should say, in my network. What are at least what's one to three people um, that I want to connect with? So remember when we talked about um, your strengths and your struggles? Well, once you know what your struggles are, guess what? The people that have those as their strengths 
Meaning if your struggle is with showing up face to camera on social media, but let's say that's something that you really want to do. Um, guess what kind of people you, if that's something you want to overcome, if your overall desired outcome is to overcome that fear and start putting yourself out there on social media, because you want to be seen as maybe like a brand ambassador, or you want to start training for big companies. Typically they're going to want you to be pretty social online so that you can help them sell tickets, right. Or sell classes. So if that's something that you're interested in doing to diversify your income, guess who you should probably connect with. One of those people should probably be one of the brands, um, one of the CEOs or brand representatives of one of the companies you want to work with. One of those should be one of those people. And then um, list underneath that person. Um, maybe you don't have their name. Maybe you just know you want to connect with a brand ambassador for such and such company. Maybe you're attending a networking event locally and you're trying to get more clients, maybe that are customers. That's your goal. Then um, maybe connecting with somebody who um, has a large social media following and will be able to give you some exposure might be someone you want to connect with. Or maybe you're going to these pop-up shops locally, like we talked about last week in um, the podcast with Fanny. And you're just like, my goal is to just meet people and, um, you know, make contacts to hopefully build a referral program, right? If I can be in connection with 10 other business owners in total, um, then I can have 10 referral partners who are going to send me people, right? Well, guess what? If you sell t-shirts and you're looking for connections to help you build your business through referrals, then you got to figure out like, what kind of people do I want to connect with? Um, you know, if I sell t-shirts that, um, are, let's say, uh, tie dye t-shirts with images of like, um, pop icons, like, um, Britney Spears, Marilyn Monroe, those kind of pop icons, pop culture, I should say, icons. Um, you may not, maybe you're connecting with the um, the girl who sells the sage and the crystals. Maybe though your two companies may not be super, super aligned. People who are buying from the vegan, um, you know, vegan sprouts, uh, vegetable bowl, um, faux ceviche, food counter might not be aligned with you. Maybe it just depends. There's, that's not, I'm not saying that people who like, uh, mushroom ceviche don't like Britney Spears. I'm just saying that you got to really figure out like, who are the companies that I want to work with? Because at the end of the day, you cannot connect with everyone at that pop-up market. You cannot develop a true deep relationship with 80 people in one day. You just can't, it's just not possible guys. So you really got to narrow it down to get the profile more or less of the kind of person or the kind of company that you want to connect with. That's going to make a major difference in your business because one or two, maybe even three people that, um, are very influential and very, um, connected or just, uh, ask, could be assets to your, to your business could actually change your freaking life. I swear. Um, there are pivotal moments that I remember in my career where one singular person who maybe I'd never heard of, or who I hadn't really connected with too much poured something into me that changed the trajectory of my growth. You know, there's so many I could go on. Maybe I'll make that a separate episode. Like, you know, three, three, um, quotes that I, that changed my life or something. But today I'm just trying to emphasize that, um, you did not need to meet 80 people to change your life because even if hypothetically all 80 people that you meet, or let's say a hundred people, let's say 200, if you're going to a big conference, there's going to be hundreds, if not thousands of people there, let's say you meet a hundred people at this event. Um, 
and you get all of them to follow you on TikTok or on YouTube or your podcast, social media, whatever. Are you going to remember all of their names? I can almost bet you you're not. And so how deep of a relationship did you really build? How much are you really going to show them that you care about them? How are you really going to keep track of those hundred people and make sure that you continue to nurture those relationships? You're not. So um, you just spent all that time creating half-assed relationships, like very surface level relationships with people that are not going to really um, do anything for you. But if you spend that entire weekend connecting with five people, two people and building really deep relationships, those are going to lead to transformations in your business way quicker than a hundred half-assed ones, if that makes sense. So describe three people that you would like and have like in your, in your, in your, um, description, like somebody who's really upbeat, somebody that is going live while walking around the trade show, somebody who, um, is, has tons of bags full because they're supporting every single small business here at the pop-up somebody who, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like come up with a profile for each person so that when you do finally see that person and you're kind of like aware, you're looking out for it. Have you ever like been on the market for a car and thought like, Oh my God, nobody has this car, this, this forest green, um, Chevy, truck. No one's got it, right? I've never seen it. I want this car because nobody has it. And then before you buy you, or maybe even after you buy, you're driving home and you notice three people with it. And now every time you're on the freeway, you notice somebody with it, whether they're on your side of the freeway or on the other side. And it's because you're more aware of it. And this is the case for everybody. So once you're more aware of what you're looking for and what you know, how you're going to get to the outcome that you desire, you're going to attract it because you're going to be aware. So if you go into it blindly, you go to these events, these conferences blindly and just say, oh, I'm going to go here and be inspired and get rich. Great. Inspiration is awesome, but inspiration can only get you so far. So this is where having a, a idea of these people is super important. Um, so I, I, I hope that you guys have kind of, um, some inspiration. If you had to pause this a few times, no, no, no offense taken guys. I want the, I know this is a really jam packed and kind of a longer episode. So if you're still hanging with me, I want to say thank you. And I hope that this is really, um, igniting something in you because I promise you, this is, this is exactly what I do every single time you guys, no joke. And sometimes I surprise myself. Sometimes I'm able to connect really deeply with 10 people, but, um, because I knew what I was looking for, I was able to find three of each kind of person. Does that make sense? Um, and then the last part of this, um, is the afterwards. So we talked about what to do before right now you're working on the before more than likely. And then when you're there, we talked, that's the icebreakers. Those are the kind of things you're going to be doing while you're at this event. And, um, looking at people, vetting people, um, connecting with them, all that stuff is the stuff you're doing during, but in the process of connecting with people, attending, um, you know, listening to people, taking their advice and just chatting or attending what courses within the event, whatever type of value that they're offering, whatever, um, you gain, you really want to make sure that you have somewhere, um, you jot all of these things down because you're going to have so many ideas. You might just take inspiration from some of the booths at the, at the farmer's market that you go to. You might stop around and, and connect with 12 of the, of the vendors at a farmer's market. And then, um, in the meantime, you talk to people, you're asking them, Oh my God, I love your logo. I love this or whatever it is that you love. And like, take notes, write things down. Okay. Maybe something that you want to write down is to have special cards that have a QR code on it. So people, 
people don't have to type anything to find you. They can just scan the QR code. You're like, oh my God, that's genius. Maybe somebody else has t-shirts that um, are really subtle. Instead of having like white on black or black on white, they've got white, they've got black t-shirts with black puff paint. So it's subtle. It almost looks like they're wearing a cute, um, chic black shirt. But then when you look in the light or you look at a certain angle, it's actually their logo, which is like, oh my God, that shirt's awesome. Would you get it? Right. So there's so many different things that you can gather. It's not always like having to invest thousands of dollars in a course to, to get value. You can just be aware of things and, um, get to, you know, get to, learn just by watching and observing people. If you see someone going live on Instagram and you think to like, while they're at their booth and talking to the camera, you might even think to like interject and be like, are you live on Instagram? Were you just live on Instagram? I couldn't help but notice that you were talking to your camera. They're like, Oh my God. Yes. You saw that. I'm so embarrassed. And you're going to say, Oh, you see, you were embarrassed. You look so natural. Yeah. I was so embarrassed. And you can kind of open that conversation. If you know that one of the things that you want to master or overcome is your fear of, um, going live, right? You can talk to them. Like, how did you overcome that? You can learn so much if you just open your eyes and you are aware of your surroundings and aware of your strengths and struggles. So you can know where you need to, um, improve. Um, so with that being said, throughout this time, you should be either mentally or physically taking notes. I recommend physically. And at the end, like as recent as you can, if you're going to something that it's like a day event and then you're going home afterwards and you're going to go in your car, I highly, highly, highly recommend that the moment you sit down in your car, instead of going on Instagram and scrolling, instead of, um, uh, calling your mom to see what she's doing. I highly recommend jotting down three things that you're going to implement. Okay. I know you might learn a lot. You might learn 50 things that you want to do, but only write down three and be systematic about it. Um, on page nine of your workbook, you're going to find a set, a page that says three things to implement. And you're going to have one that you're going to implement today. First, you're going to implement this now. So if that means, um, what a tip that someone gave you about what they do on social media. Like maybe someone says every morning I go through everyone's stories after I take a shower and I like, or I comment on 10 people's stories. I don't know. Like maybe that's their secret. That's what they feel has been major to their social media journey. Then if that's what you're going to implement, then today you're going to start doing that. And you know what? Do it right then. Like that's a trick that I've learned is when I set goals for myself. And if I say, Hey, I'm starting on Monday, today's Thursday, but I'm going to start this on Monday. I actually started that day. I always get ahead of myself. It's so important to me to like not wait, but I set my goals for like, okay, I'm going to do this every day for 30 days. Um, but in reality, I'll start it today. Okay. But that's the point. Start something first, something easy, something not complicated, something that's not, you're not going to get freaked out about and start doing it that day. And then pick another thing that you're going to start doing in about a month or so, a month, a month and a half. That'll be the next thing. Once you've done this first thing every single day or however frequently you promise yourself you do it, once you commit to that, then go to level two and start your next thing. Maybe the next thing you said you would do was start talking to the camera. Maybe not go live yet, but you want to start talking to the camera. And if that means putting filter on and getting dressed and doing your hair and makeup so you can feel confident enough to do that, then do that in four weeks, but stick to it because no one is going to hold you to something besides yourself. Okay. You're in business for yourself. So set a goal for that. Like, or at least I'm going to start posting photos of myself or maybe I have never posted a photo of myself. 
I'm going to start off with just connecting with people and getting to know people a little more on my platform. And then in four weeks, I'm going to post a selfie, right? Whatever that looks like for you, depending on your goals. And then finally, in two, three months, what's the third thing you're going to implement? Maybe that third thing is talking to camera. Maybe that third thing is talking about launching a podcast. I don't know, whatever your goals are. It's going to, it's going to vary from um, case to case. In two to three months, I'm going to do the third thing that I learned. And so my, again, what I do is I give myself these goals, but I always beat them. If I say in four to six weeks, I'm going to start doing this. I start in three weeks. If I say in two to three months, I'll start in one and a half months. That's just me because I like beating my goals. I like saying, okay, so that way in six months I'll have accomplished, you know, this, but in reality, I do it in three because I actually beat myself. I challenge myself to start a little sooner. So three things, guys, just three. Don't try to do all the things. Pick three things that you can do and set goals, dates for them, okay? And um, this is something, like I said, it's so important to do this while the ideas are fresh, while the inspiration is still there. Do not wait until two weeks from now when you finally unpack all your clothes, okay? Um, This is something for you to get done like stat. And then finally, here are just some more pro tips from me, guys. If you're not sick of me and you're still hanging in there, thank you so much. I promise you all this stuff I do, I'm not just pulling this out of my butt. I did not just Google this. These are real things that I do and have been doing for a long time. This is what I teach people in my coaching program. This is so important. Um, Something that I recommend you doing, if you're going to a big conference, a lot of times you're going to have like a name badge or something. So it would be really smart to like have um, some type of QR code on the back or um, with all your information. So it'd be very easy to give that to somebody. Maybe have like a web page on your, on your uh, website that has all your information about me. That's like a private landing page, create a QR code for that. And, um, if you guys need help with this stuff, you guys, this is everything I go over in my coaching program. So if you don't know how to do all this stuff, you don't know how to edit your website. If you don't know how to build a website, if you don't know how to, um, you know, if you really need help, one-on-one customizing and developing your, your elevator pitch, all this stuff. I can help you do that in my coaching program. I have, um, a 90 day coaching experience that is a mixture between pre-recorded lessons as well as group classes and one-on-one, um, coaching sessions where I help you systemize and, um, really streamline a lot of these processes in your business so that you're not constantly having to start from scratch and type things up and, you know, uh, figure it out on your own and waste a lot of time. I help you learn all from all of my mistakes and I'm more than happy to uh, walk you through this. It's called side hustle to success story. So if you're interested in that, definitely let me know. Um, I'll leave a link to apply in, um, it's previously called boss up and be booked. So if you see something or you get that somewhere in an email, um, it it used to be called boss up and be booked and we're now transitioning into side hustle to success story. So anyways, um, having some way for it so that it's very easy. I know there's those like popples or whatever, those little things you put on the back of your phone and you just tap it to somebody else's phone. Those would be a good investment. Uh, business cards are cool, but a lot of times if you're at a networking event or a conference seminar, a lot of people are going to have business cards going to be passing them out. And it's just not super likely that people are going to actually be um, downloading all your information or even remembering who you are. If you are going to do business cards, make sure that your picture is on it, guys. I have my business cards with my picture on it because I want people to remember. I know that people are busy. They got a lot going on. 
So um, they don't always remember who they talked to about what. And um, worst case scenario, something you can also do is actually save your own. This is a pro tip that I learned. You can actually save your own information in a separate thing, like a separate um, contact in your phone that says like your full name, anything you would want to give publicly. It would be really embarrassing if you accidentally gave people um, private information. Um, another thing you can do um, aside from that is to make sure that you're aware of the schedule, aware of any classes that you want to attend. So you're not just kind of scrambling around at the last second. Um, if there is a networking party or like a cocktail party at the end, make sure that you give yourself enough time to maybe like a wardrobe change or whatever. So you're not flustered. Cause that's like the biggest mistake you can make. If you're all freaked out, sweaty, stressed out, that's going to translate that tension that you're going to have is really going to translate into the conversations you're having. And maybe typically you're a pretty cool, calm and collective person, but because at the conference you were all over the place, people are going to maybe in, you know, in retrospect, they might think like, Oh, that person's energy was kind of off. I didn't really love that, that connection. And first impressions mean a lot. So make sure that you kind of have a plan for, um, what your, you know, schedule is going to look like. And then the last thing I really want to leave you guys with before we head out, um, you guys are might be still not convinced. You might think like, well, I'm not good at holding a room. Ashley, I've seen you talk on stage. I've seen you at networking events and you know, you're really good at holding the room and holding the conversations and blah, blah, blah. Um, fun fact, most of what I do is listen. A lot of it is listening. And then when I feel like the person is finally showing interest and they want to know more about me, they ask me specific questions. I'm glad to to talk about things that I know about. I'm I'm very passionate about what I do. But the key thing is listening. A lot of people don't realize the power in listening because it leave when you just listen and let them talk and ask open-ended questions, like I mentioned earlier, you can find out a lot about people and it shows that you care. It takes off the pressure that so you don't have to constantly be holding the conversation and feeling like you got to be super impressive or super interesting. Another thing um, is that the more you show people that you're interested in them, the more interested they're going to be in you and the more likelihood that they're going to want you around. They're like, oh, that girl's really cool. Like if you're trying to be like a ball hog, right? Trying to be the, 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 what is it? What do they say? Like steal the show all the time and talk about yourself all the time. That gets really tired and not a, pe a lot of people really enjoy that. And you may be closing doors for yourself. So it's like the perfect, a lot of people say that, oh, I, I can't, I don't like networking events because I'm an introvert. And the irony in that is that introverts a lot of times are rock stars when it comes to networking because they're so good at listening to people and people love feeling important. People love feeling interesting. So another thing that I recommend is to um, jot things down, meaning like have notes about people. When you save their contact information in the private notes, I would leave notes like, you know, birthday, uh, Leo is a Leo or birthday is in August or um, has two kids, a boy and a girl um, loves the, uh, the Lakers loves to go hiking, things like that. So you can remember and people will really love if, you know, in six weeks from now, you guys end up at another networking event and you remembered something that they told you last time, like, Oh, how's your wife? And how's her new business with the scrapbooking going? And they're like, Oh my God, like, how'd you know that? Well, because you told me six weeks ago and that's just so flattering. And then one more thing that I learned in a coaching program a long time ago, it's, you might not like this. If you guys, um, 
I'm sorry. I apologize if you look at me funny now and you wonder, huh, did she do that to me? But um, the truth is another tactic that I was taught when it comes to networking and building relationships. If you have like this person who you almost feel is like unattainable that you want to connect with somebody like who's got like, you know, half a million followers on Instagram or um, it's just like the, the, the hot shot of the room and everyone's want th- is fighting for their attention. Um, and you're just like, how do I stand out? How can I connect with this person? Like I am just me. And you know, there's a million people fighting for their time. One of the things that is really, really, really proven to work well is to, um, kind of find somebody who's in their entourage, maybe somebody that's more timid, shy, somebody who's not really on the front lines of the show, somebody who, um, typically gets kind of overlooked um, and can make it a point to connect with them, show a lot of interest in them. Um, you know, don't even bring up said famous person said, you know, popular guy or girl, make sure that you are um, really showing that you're interested in them and find common ground so that they can be like, Oh my God, this person's so cool. And it's just going to be really flattering that you care about them and not their quote famous friend. Um, and this is like a really surefire way to kind of skip levels and connect with somebody. For example, um, if you really want, if you're just like in love with the lash boppy and you're like, oh my God, I, I want to meet him, but everyone's hogged. He's got a long line of like 12 people wanting to take photos with him. Um, a good way to connect would be to talk to me, <laughs> talk to little old me, little old, uh, small in social media following me. Um, if you and I have a really good relationship and we connect and we have great conversation, I can almost guarantee you like there's going to be a time where you're going to get to hang out with the lash boppy. Okay. Um, I'm not trying to inflate my husband's ego to be honest. He doesn't even listen to these episodes, but I just, that was just a good example. Um, it's kind of like date, like the, the social dating world. Like if you, if there's like this really hot girl, there's kind of like this old school, um, guy tactic of trying to hit on her not as cute friend. Um, I think the reference was her fat friend, um, but that's obviously derogatory and, um, we're not trying to be that guy. But the point is that that's like an old school tactic, like basically in a sense, almost like going through the back door. That's like a weird reference to use when I'm referencing dating, but you get what I'm saying. Like, it's kind of like a cheat code, a back road to getting to your destination when there's like tons of congestion and traffic. So that's one thing you can do if you're really interested in connecting with a specific person that you just feel like might be unattainable to do. So yes, overall, I hope that this was super helpful. And I literally gave you guys everything that I do. I'm not holding anything back. No joke. There's no um, special prayer that I say. There's no brujeria that I do. It's all of these things wrapped up into one. And I know it sounds like a lot of work and I'm sorry if you feel like this is just too much, but in all honesty, like networking is supposed to be easy and fun, but if you are nervous and you just don't know where to start, like these are some of the things that for some people come as common sense or come naturally. And if they don't for you, that's okay. You can study this and you can learn this and you got this. So something I like to say, and just something to leave you guys on a ending note is that being motivated is great but being successful takes more than being inspired. So just because you want to be successful, just because you want to start showing face to camera more, just because you want to become a trainer or an ambassador for a brand or whatever the case may be, um, it takes more than just wanting it. And it takes more than just listening to inspirational, um, 
quotes on Instagram reels, it takes implementation. It takes planning. You really have to be clear. You have, you need clarity and confidence. So I really hope that that's what you gain from this um, episode and that you gain that from the workbook. Please go and download it. The link is in the show notes. And I really hope to see you guys soon. If you are in the lash industry, by the way, and you are interested in connecting and maybe you can't afford the full lash conference right now, I totally get it. I understand it is an investment. Um, I, I think it's worth it. Ten, You get your investment back tenfold if you implement what you learned here to attending the lash conference. But um, if you are, you know, also there's Lash Fest. Maybe you really want to attend one of these big trade shows in your lash industry, but maybe just LashCon is too close right now. It is in two weeks from now. Lash Fest will be, uh, is also a, a lash um, trade show, which is going to be in uh, Dallas, Texas in July, I think, the second week of July. Um, I'll leave a link to their um, their page as well. I'll be there in Dallas in July. So, um yeah, if those are something you're interested in, then definitely check those out. But if you're just looking to kind of get your feet wet and not have too much pressure and not have too much going on, I'll be hosting myself and Gretchen from my, excuse me, from my brand Lashes will be hosting the Lash Mix and Meet, which is an evening kind of upscale cocktail party where we are going to be hanging out with a bunch of lash artists, lash influencers, um, social media personalities, business coaches, and lash brands. Some of the CEOs of your favorite lash brands like Paris Lash Academy, um, Lash Base, uh, Julie and Jamie, um, Reggie from Unfold Aesthetics, um, Michelle Sai from Misha Aesthetics. So many of your favorite brands um, and their CEOs will be attending this. Um, so if you want to meet some of these people and it's only a three hour event, it's a three hour party. We're going to have networking games. We're going to be doing giveaways. It's going to be photo booths. So many fun things that are really going to take the pressure off of like just you know, a typical trade show where you just got to kind of go up to people and, you know, kind of close your eyes and jump. This is going to make it really easy. We're going to be playing games and have interactive activities so that you, so you, it takes a lot of the pressure off. And the beauty of this is that if you are in the lash industry, you're going to build long lasting relationships. So even if you can't make it to LashCon, um, you can run into people later, maybe on social media. And this is going to be a great opportunity for you to connect in a very um, relaxed, no pressure kind of way. So if you're interested in attending, again, you do not have to be going to the Lash Conference to attend this event. Um, but if you are, this is going to be a major benefit for you because you're going to meet all the brands and everybody before the trade show, before the conference, before um, all of the other networking events that they have planned, which is like a huge advantage, right? Because when it comes to LashCon, there's tons of time to network. However, um, sometimes the the people are exhausted, like the exhibitors, like myself, my husband, who are literally working about 12 hours straight, just having to be on and like upbeat energy and loud and taking pictures and kissing babies and, you know, stuff like that. Um, it's very, it is very tiring. And so the parties that are like on Sunday and Monday, sometimes we don't even make it to them because we're so exhausted and uh, I'm, we're going to try really hard. We're going to load up on coffee this year, but just this, just know that this is a huge opportunity for you to get the best of people before they're super exhausted, exhausted all weekend. And for you to not feel alone during the conference. So again, 
Thank you so much for hanging with me this whole time. I know this is one of like my longest episodes, um, but I really wanted to make sure that I didn't leave anything out. So if you want that um, game plan, the conference game plan uh, workbook, it's completely free. There will be a link in the tri- in the show notes. I am so excited to um, to get this out to you guys. This is very similar to something that you would get in my coaching program, but I wanted this to be completely free for you guys. Um, I don't know how long I'll leave this episode up right now. Like I said, I know this is free, but there's so much value in this. And I literally poured everything um, that I can give you, everything that I do myself to have scaled my business to where I am today. So maybe I won't leave this for free forever. Hmm, I don't know. But in the meantime, I can't wait to meet you at the Lash Mix and Me or at Lash Conference, Lash, uh, Lash Fest, or at one of um, you know the local events that I'll be attending. I'm so, so grateful for you guys and I look forward to it. Bye.